Does everybody know what time it is? Time to start your engines! Because it's time for grunt work. Welcome to Grunt Work, your all-inclusive podcast about the TV series Home Improvement. I'm your host, Truman the Lawnmower Man Caps, and with me as always is Landon the Frogman Solano. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess in your case that means that you are a deep-sea diver, or... Uh... <laughs> I just like that uh, I just am 24-7 cosplaying as the uh, the rabbit suit, or the, the, the frog suit from Mario Brothers. <laughs> Yeah, that's good, man. You'd be a big hit at Comic Con with that. You <laughs> I could think take so, some girls yeah. home in the in the frog suit. <laughs> uh, Landon, yes. how are you? I'm uh, doing just fine. How are you, sir? Uh, well, I'm a little verklempt because here we are, episode twenty five. Here we are, the end of season two. Season two is a uh, finished, as I, is our relationship with a number of these people. I well, a number of what a number of, of these the young... cast members. Yeah. Well, uh, well, certainly one that I can think of. Yeah, and this, this is uh, Pamela Anderson's last episode as a featured cast member. And let me tell you, she was featured in this episode, <laughs> unlike most episodes of the show. She had multiple lines. She appeared in multiple scenes. Yeah. She flirted with Bob Vila. Yep. She touched Bob Vila. <laughs> she displayed some uh, knowledge of uh, the of, of repairing and, and electronics and stuff. Yeah, you know, I and and I what I was kind of hoping for would be at the end of the episode she gets a telegram and is like, "Oh my god, I just inherited my aunt's haunted castle in Pottsylvania. I have to go spend a night there." And then it's like a backdoor pilot. Yeah, exactly. People running in and out of doorways in the same uh, in the same hallway, uh, you know, Harlem Globetrotters guest starring. I will tell you I watched a lot of Scooby-Doo as a kid, but the episode that always stuck out the most to me is the one where the Harlem Globetrotters guest starred. Yes. And for some reason now, whenever the Harlem Globetrotters get mentioned, whenever in my event promotion job I have to write a promotion for the Harlem Globetrotters, the first thing I always think is, oh yeah, Harlem Globetrotters, they were in that Scooby-Doo episode. (laughs) I'm the same way with Gilligan's Island, so. (laughs) Wait, yeah, they were on Scooby-Doo, weren't they? They Oh, no, 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 everyone no, was Harlem on. Globetrotters were on Gilligan's Island. Wait, maybe I'm thinking of Johnny Bravo was on <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo does so lots of crossovers. Supernatural guys recently. Yeah! What is it with Sco- Scooby-Doo is such a crossover slot? I know. Well, there's no Home Improvement crossover, unfortunately. Yeah, so we can't uh, I feel like that would be a, a good fit in some way. One of their Halloween episodes or something. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the number one reason it would be a good fit is because the, the Scooby-Doo people really have no shame about who they cross over <laughs> with so long as the money's there. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, and I've got something. Uh, oh. We're talking about crossovers. Yeah. Um, hot crossover buns. Hot crossover buns. Uh, the internet is a... Can, can be... A wonderful place. Occasionally. Occasionally. Once every hundred years. And I have an example of how it is somewhat magical. Okay. Tell me. Uh, a little while ago, I put out the MST3K signal uh, yes. to, the, to the skies, <laughs> and the internet responded. Um, one person in particular, uh, uh, Lauren Stone, who has a wonderful um, website called Poplurker, where it's uh, you know kind of a humorist... Uh, articles and stuff like that. You should definitely check it out. Um, she is infused in the Mystery Science Theater community, mm-hmm. and uh, she she rallied the troops. And I put out there: Were there any home improvement riffs on Mystery Science Theater? Oh my gosh! And we have a response. Yes. 
uh, a little more thorough than I actually anticipated. Let me let me before you say this. Let me preemptively say I am ashamed of myself as a mystery science theater fan for not knowing <laughs> right off the off the cuff. Um, well, I would be shocked. You would be Rain Man if you like remembered some of these just like one off little comments but there are a lot of rain mans in the mst3k community <laughs> uh the person that has given this to us uh is ha- is a private account so they've requested to well not be anonymous but they said you don't need to credit us so yeah okay uh, i just want to preface that but um so they say howdy there i have a few tim allen home improvement mst3k moments um episode number 319 War of the Colossal Beast. Okay. Uh, Glenn the Colossal Man grunts and Crow says, sounds like Tim Allen. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 611, Last of the Wild Horses. Oh, yes. You know that one? Uh, Yes, that's the one where uh, Dr. Forrester and TV's Frank in a bizarro mirror, mirror Star Mm -hmm. Trek style episode wind up riffing the first third of the movie. Yes. Yeah. And uh, they say it's not a riff, but in the last skit, uh, Mirror Dr. F and Frank uh, contact the soul uh, satellite of love and uh, mirror Frank notes that they have TV shows too. the mirror TV shows. I'm assuming uh, your, I love Lucy, your home improvement, oh. dot, dot, dot. Uh, episode 1107. Um, the land that time forgot. Oh yes. yes. Submarine guy, more power. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's recent. That's one that was like, <laughs> that was like, yeah, in the past year. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Uh, and then, uh, Oh, the, oh, sorry. It's continued. So the guy, submarine guy, goes more power. Give me more power. And Servo responds with Tim Allen grunts. Oh, <laughs> and then uh, it's not a Tim Allen moment, but tangentially related. Um, this is I'm just reading from their tweet here. Uh, episode number nine thirteen, Quest of the Delta Knights. Oh, one of one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, what's your name, boy? Servo says Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, Taylor Thomas. Thomas I, I think, think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, very good, very good. That's some excellent sleuthing from from some deep ass cuts in the in the show too. Uh, indeed, yeah. And so that that is the magic of the internet. You put something out there, you ask someone for pointless bullshit, and you get answers. And it warms my heart so much ah. that uh, people responded like this. Well, we all, our salute to that Twitter user with the private account. Uh, <laughs> thank you for yeah, and Lauren you. Stone for for reaching out for us. Also, yes, also to Lauren Stone for for uh, putting out. The MS, well, I guess we put out the MST3K signal first, but then she actually did the hard work of rallying the troops. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and uh, you can follow Lauren Stone at, uh, at Lauren Stone. It's L-O-R-Y-N-S-T-O-N-E. Uh, or Pop Lurker, which is at P-O-P-L-U-R-K-E-R. Um, also, I have come across a, uh interesting bit of trivia. Oh, okay. That's the best... Kind of tri- like I have so much boring trivia. <laughs> uh, so one of the things we're going to be releasing soon on our website are cast bios, uh, kind of like where do they start before home improvement? Where are they now? Yeah. Uh, and in doing the research for Richard Carn, discovered a little little tidbit. Are you familiar with uh, Michael Keaton and his uh, SAG dilemma? Oh, it, is is it like he needs a facelift or something? <laughs> or or no? So Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a <laughs> Screen Actors Guild. Oh when, gosh! When he was when Michael, <laughs> when Michael Keaton was first entering um, the union, yeah. uh, Screen Actors Guild, he couldn't use his full name because there was already an actor called Michael Douglas. So he chose Michael Keaton based off of Buster or Diane. I don't know, um, but he chose Keaton. 
our beloved Richard Karn ran into a similar dilemma. His name is Richard Keaton? (laughs) (laughs) It's not. Uh, But his full name is not Richard Karn. What is his full name? His last name, his middle name is Karn, which is strange. His full name, Richard Karn Wilson. That's wonderful. That is Isn't just that marvelous. Isn't that just like a, a, a like here you go guys. <laughs> that's one You're of those good work. One of those random bizarre coincidences or maybe that's why they maybe that's how he got the role in the audition <laughs> they were like, "Well, he clearly has like this is God telling us he needs to be on the show. He's <laughs> right. ordained. He's speaking to us through himself. What? I don't know." So, so there was already a Richard Wilson out there, so he went yeah. with current I also have to say, I mean, on the one hand, I think that Screen Actors Guild rule where there can't be two people with the same name is dumb. But on the other hand, it's given us a, it's given us a lot of awesome celebrity names Absolutely. as a result. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just found that kind of interesting. That's uh, very cool. I mean, was he, I, I don't know. Does the has he built a lot of fences in his life? I mean, th- I'm, I'm trying to think of the Maybe. ways that this could influence his uh, his performance. He was a uh, handyman. I also learned this uh, in doing the research, but he um, was a manager of an apartment building mm. uh, well into his tenure in on home improvement. Wait, he was still managing the apartment? He was, for like at least a, a season, where the, the tenants of the building were like, uh, yeah, could you come by and fix this thing? And then he'd arrive to a room full of people. And they're like, yeah, it's not broken. But look, we got Al Borland as our manager. We told you. <laughs> so th- that's the most Al thing <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Give me the episode of Home Improvement where I was like, ah, oh, Tim, I'm sorry. I'm just the, well, I, you know, I got a job managing the apartment complex <laughs> and fixing things. And now so many of these beautiful, sexy, single women who live in my building are inviting me over to fix things. And I don't even think there's anything wrong with it. They just want me to bend over in my low-waisted jeans. And, um, yeah, I, I, that's... Oh, man. That is... Again, I think I've talked before about how when I was young, I had this mythical impression that everyone who's been on TV for four and a half seconds or more has a mansion and never has to work again. (laughs) Yeah. But the idea that you can be, you know, co-starring, admittedly in season one, I mean, he didn't have a huge role, but co-starring in a primetime sitcom and you're still, like, pulling hairballs out of people's showers at your apartment complex. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Wow. I mean, can how lucky do you have to be though to like if the handyman at my apartment was Al Borland? Oh God, I would just die. Yeah, I completely agree. I would get Miller High Life uh, just fully stocked in my fridge at all times just to call him over to watch uh, watch the game. <laughs> and he'd be like, "Well, actually, there are some real things that I need to work on. Like, there's a lot of asbestos left in this apartment, <laughs> which not is not typically the apartment handyman's thing to deal with, but they're cutting yeah, costs, right?" Um, so this is going to be kind of a longer episode, if you couldn't tell by our preamble, but uh, uh, the, uh, which is about the standard length of our. Preamble. Is it really? Okay. Yeah, we haven't talked about Fraser yet, so. <laughs> And now we have. Um, I do want to tell you guys to uh, stay tuned after our show for our outro um, where we're going to be covering um, some kind of uh, scheduling things that you can look forward to over the next couple weeks. Are you doing a promo for the end of our show? (laughs) Uh, I am. Hey, guys, I want you to stay tuned for the middle of our show where we're going to be talking about the episode of Home Improvement we watched. (laughs) Uh, And then while you're at it, go back to the beginning of this episode and uh, start all over and listen again. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think that 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 bit of trivia about Richard Karn having the last name Wilson is really going to be even better on the second go-around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we watched an episode of Home Improvement this week. Absolutely we did. It was not just any episode. It was the last episode. Of the season. 
Oh, oh, there's more? Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> there's a lot more. Okay. Oh, I, I thought it was just like a two seasons in this is the last. This is the last episode that Pamela Anderson was in. It's so for true, me, yeah. my, enga- my engagement is going to drop off sharply now. <laughs> this is episode 49, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we don't even get 50 episodes yet. Yeah, I know. It's, it's weird <laughs> to have a sitcom that goes 25 episodes in a season. Yeah, it's you, true. It makes you wonder what happened there to, to knock, <laughs> knock them up from an even number and down from an even number. Uh, um, but I've got a little synopsis for you, oh. uh, if, you if you'd like to hear it. I, you know, Landon, I really would. Tell me, tell me what, uh, what you have. Here's what I've got. Till Time has run a poll amongst its audience to vote on their favorite guest star between George Foreman, Mario and Michael Andretti, or Dwayne from K&B Construction. Why not the rest of the K&B guys? Uh, who knows, but... You know who'd have our vote. <laughs> uh, the result, to Tim's surprise, was Bob Vila, who received 112 write-in votes after Tim, quote-unquote, accidentally, uh, there was a, a computer error in not including Bob Vila on was- the... <laughs> There were some hanging chads. Uh, <laughs> Jill Stein got a bunch of votes. <laughs> um, so making his second appearance on the show, Bob more or less challenges Tim to a lawnmower race uh, for charity. Tim soups up his already souped up lawnmower uh, with a <laughs> helicopter engine and enters the race. And when it inve- inevitably goes awry, he also enters the I-96 highway. <laughs> but all still for charity yeah uh at home brad and randy force mark to eat a tadpole uh and jill exacts her revenge by making them tadpole stew uh also karen also lisa <laughs> my uh my cb radio trucker name is tadpole stew <laughs> <laughs> It's also who I buy drugs from. Uh, <laughs> uh, so do you want to take a crack at the title of this episode? I got three options. Oh, boy. I got Lawnmower Men. Okay. Uh, here Today, Lawn Tomorrow, and A Frog in Your Throat. <laughs> all right. I dig all of those. Uh, but none of them are correct. None of them are correct. Yeah, as is so often the case on this show. This one is called The Great Race. Eh. <laughs> And the thing That's is, my favorite reaction of yours to her title. <laughs> the thing is, I know the movie they're referring to, the 1960s madcap screwball comedy, The Great Race, which yeah. I loved as a car obsessed child. <laughs> and um, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a good title. Uh, I really don't. I'm sorry. Can you can you put that uh, sound effect you just made into phonetic so we can leave it as a review on the IMDb? Uh, you know, I can't, but what I can do is remix it into our new theme song. Nice. Mouthwork. <laughs> well. Mouthwork, my, my show on Pornhub. I have a lot of shows <laughs> on Pornhub. And interestingly, not rolling in the dough. Well, I, I'm, re- I'm really, I'm rolling in the hay, let's be honest. And the worst <laughs> thing is they're not even sexual shows. It's almost just roundtable discussions. Hey, you know what? Everyone needs a little dose of uh, information with their porn. <laughs> I, you'd be surprised, Landon. Actually, very few people need that, if any people. VH1 pop-up porn. <laughs> Wait, so you mean it's like a standard VH1 show and porn is popping up, or you're watching porn and facts about, like, Eric Clapton and, and the Ramones are popping up at the yes, bottom? I like both ideas. Uh, that's just going to create some weird Pavlovian crack, cor- corrections and uh, reactions and whatever else in, in people's minds. Um Oh, man, I've never been so uh, hot and bothered by Lola before. <laughs> <clears throat> well, it's kind of a sexy song anyway. I mean, and it's 
you know, goes to some weird places. Yeah. So does it when uh, Tears in Heaven pops up, though. Oh, yeah. Ooh, no, that's much worse. That's That takes you to a place you do not want to be. Um, well, anyway, uh, now that we've sullied rock and roll music and Pornhub, for that matter, uh, yeah, so this episode, um, much like last year's season finale, uh, it's just kind of some stuff happens just some wacky zany stuff i I think it's got a little more um uh stucco that's not the word i'm looking for but no it's 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 not more 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 snap crackle consistency to it but uh yeah there's not a lot of consequence happening on any storyline here yeah it's like there's kind of a we take a little brief vacation in the middle with the boys and tadpoles Mm -hmm. and then it really is all just leading up to like this episode was reverse engineered from bob vila and lawnmower racing (laughs) and then they and then they threw some tadpoles in to kind of thicken the stew as it were (laughs) absolutely yeah um do you want to go into the 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 i'm trying to think of another word for deep dive uh the um I don't think there is another word for the thing that we do. Do you want to go into the more detailed synopsis? Do you want to go into the deep and analytical uh, mind of the show? Do you want to go into what forms the basis of the rest of our episode? (laughs) Yes, I do. Okay. So at the beginning of the show, we're on Tool Time. Uh, The Grunt Creep is pogoing up and down. Oh, I missed the Grunt Creep. You missed it. It was making sounds, Landon. How did you miss the Grunt Creep? (laughs) When, our whole job is to watch the show. How are you missing things? Um, I was still researching MODOK. Okay, fair, fair. God, you're really going... Is this for your term paper or something? <laughs> I may or may not be uh, enrolled in a Marvel trivia contest coming up pretty soon. <laughs> well, I can think of few people better suited to it than you, so good luck and Godspeed. Thank you. Uh, so we're pushing closer and closer, and the Grunt Creep is just kind of bouncing up and down, like, boy, boy. Boing. And it was actually interesting to me how much effort they put into this, because as we push closer on Tim and Al, the grunt creep is continuing to bounce to the same height, but you're getting less and less of it in frame each time. So oh, first, so it's like almost trying to keep it, the 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 depth and distance and the, the consistency of its proportions. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's like the, the first couple times... This? I don't know. I sh- we I, gotta go back and watch the whole episode again. Okay, okay. Hold Hold on, guys. Wait, you're going to hear 22 minutes of Home Improvement playing faintly in the background of Landon's apartment. <laughs> and Landon going, oh, that is good. Um, well, yeah, the first couple bounces, you get all of Home Improvement in mm. the in the frame. And then it's like you see all of Home and just half of Improvement. And then it's just Home. And then it's just half of Home. And then it stops bouncing. Isn't that really a commentary on the economic decline that happened after the show went off the air? Uh, well, well, yeah, there was what the stock market or the uh, dot com bubble burst. <laughs> that and the housing crisis, and like you lose your home. You first you lose the lose the ability to improve your home, and then you lose your home entirely. <gasps> wow, <laughs> that that was Landon's existential crisis corner. <laughs> you didn't know you're entering it, and we're not ever sure we're going to leave it. <laughs> Um, but true, very, very true. I think, I think they called the housing crisis with this one (laughs) and the improvement crisis as well. Uh, so Tim and Al are announcing, I guess, because it's the end of the tool time season as well, that they have done a poll, uh, of all of the viewers to, uh, determine their favorite guest Mm -hmm. and then have that guest back on the show. Not unlike how we are doing polls of people to determine their favorite episodes that we can talk about in the finale spectacular. Uh, I have a question about this already. Okay. Which is, is George Foreman and Mario and Michael Andretti and the K&B construction guys just, you know, 
waiting for that call like <laughs> well what else what else are george foreman and the andretti brothers doing i mean it's not like they have careers outside of their bit parts on basic cable tv shows in a state they don't even live in uh yeah i, I don't know man i mean also i don't know how the KB construction guys didn't win it by a mile yeah i know right there, there's all this t- every there's all and, this- well correct actually Ugh. it wasn't all of the KB construction guys it was only Dwayne and point of order Dwayne is the one who speaks the least of the KB construction guys he's not rock he's not the leader he's not our beloved Pete uh RIP Mickey Jones uh he's Dwayne who I like quite a bit but of of the KB construction guys why Dwayne Dwayne the Ringo of the KB construction guys <laughs> really is Dwayne the one of the three tenors who's not Pavarotti and that other guy. Also, they didn't include, uh, I noticed, the Manhattan transfer on their guest ballot. Because no one liked that. That's why. <laughs> I, I just don't know, like, for how much fuss gets made about effing Bob Vila, who, look, and let me, he's a better guest than George yeah. Foreman, and he's much better than the Andrettis. He has a lot of pop and verve and whatever else on the show. But the KB construction guys, they're the ones doing the work. Yeah. They're the ones who are there for you when the going gets tough. I will say, Bob Vila, only guess that's actually applicable to the television show. Even the KB construction guys come on to do nothing about home improvement. True, but whenever they have Bob Vila on, it's always like, okay, and then they're going to have him like demonstrate how to do some crown molding or to, to or how to lay down right. linoleum. And instead, it's like, hey, Bob, have a seat. Let's just ask you some questions, like we're on fucking Larry King Live, and and yeah. So I mean, Bob Vila isn't even really being utilized to his full potential. I think the K and B construction guys, okay, who have clearly you. established now that they are a performance art troupe masquerading as construction workers. <laughs> The ultimate gay infiltration of our <laughs> traditionally masculine institutions. They, I think, are they're they're more true to form because they just yeah. come on and do weird art. <laughs> Whereas Fair. Bob Vila okay. just answers questions. All right, yeah, I can see that. I can see. Okay, but good. Yet another yet another grunt work <laughs> debate wrapped up in in prime form. Uh, so anyway, they had a, a big vote on who to have back. Uh, Tim purposefully. Uh, left Bob Vila off the ballots yeah. as discussed. Claims it was a computer error. Uh, so also, I love that they printed these up with a computer, but then the way that the voting happened was that you go to your local hardware store, pick up a ballot, and mail it in. And, and Every I love- time you vote, you get a free hot dog. <laughs> a Binford dog. <laughs> Which is actually considerably worse than a uh, than an actual than an actual hot dog, because unlike a real hot dog where it's just a bunch of different meats thrown together, Binford, you've got so many different products on their line, you don't know what's in that hot dog. It, it's actually it's ground up transitions. <laughs> Pink's wife is in there. Oh God, um, are you posing that Binford is the uh, the originator of the transitions on home improvement? I, I think yes. Soylent Binford is transitions. <laughs> so the grunt creep is like some sort of like scientific experiment gone wrong. It's escaped from the Binford labs and is now <laughs> he has released all the transitions from their cages and they're just running amok on the show now. And then and then going back into that oil drum. <laughs> Right, that's their hideout. Uh, if the grunt creep is an escapee, it's strange that he would hang around Tim's house and the the tool time set so much. But we, <laughs> he's got to come up from air because that's how he gets his. You know, that's like uh, he's got to get his dose of home improvement in order to survive. He's like the creature in it. It has to feast <laughs> on grunts every thirty right, years. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, okay, so we are four seconds into the episode. People have picked up ballots at the local hardware store. They have, um, you know, from the available candidates, they've sent in votes. Tim has Lisa come out 
wheeling the mailbag. So Lisa. I guess she's got got her old job back just in time to lose the entire job. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they pried the the old M A L E bag off the wall <laughs> and let her uh, let her wheel it back out. And uh, so she pulls out the winner. Or the, uh, or I don't know, draws one of the letters and hands it to Tim to read off the winner. Yeah, the envelope. And Tim uh, opens it and frowns and says, oh, it's Mario and Michael Andretti. <laughs> and, and then in a true last year's Academy Awards uh, La La Land versus Moonlight moment, uh, there's a big debate. And finally, it, uh, uh, you Al. know. Al, that's the name of the other person on the show. Thank you for seeing the panic in my eyes when I realized I'd forgotten yet another yeah. person's Al name. Al snags it out of his hand and uh, and reads it. I thought that was kind of a funny little exchange that they had there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the Andretti's. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> it's one of those moments where they forget that the camera's on them. I, I, which happens so often yeah. on a show that they've been doing for three years. <laughs> uh, but it uh, turns out, no, what Tim was saying was all fake news, and the real winner of the election was Bob Vila <laughs> by a write-in campaign. Yeah, 112 votes, uh, apparently. Yes, cast, uh, 112 people wrote in Bob Vila, <laughs> including Al, including, uh, including Lisa. Yeah. So, from that... Uh, we go to the opening credits. Yeah, we get a theme song. Um, a bittersweet theme song. This is our last time. Brad Red stole our final secret uh, by looking at us, looking into our souls. Um, uh, so I, I'm not going to ask you to reveal what secret the, uh, Brad stole from you okay. this time. The secret he stole from me was uh, in, I believe, seventh grade gym class the day before spring break. I farted and it was really bad and everyone was asking who did it. And I blamed it on a the one kid in class who was nerdier and more put upon than me. And uh, <laughs> everyone believed me because they didn't like him. And I've always felt bad about that. Uh, and so I kept it a secret, but now Brad Taylor knows it, and by extension, all of our fans. And uh, that guy right now is uh, leaning back on his couch, writing, uh, checking your name off of his to-kill list, and then putting <laughs> lipstick on his mouth. <laughs> and then singing Telephone Line by Electric Light Orchestra. Uh, I like that. Yeah, so all told, I approve. There you go. Yeah. You are absolved. Oh, wonderful. Good. Well, <laughs> thank you, Brad, for helping us do this. I made an observation okay. during the theme song. Good. Which was... As you so often do. We, we've posed, not posed, but we, we've pontificated that uh, Tim coming up on that black and white TV that Brad turns on feels very kind of morose, that it, it kind of feels like a funeral. And I think I've pinpointed why. Why? Uh, the shot that comes directly after that is um, a stop-motion shot looking down on some grass. Yes. And then all of a sudden, the Home Improvement logo kind of appears uh, in it. And it looks like a gravesite. It looks like it's pushing up daisies. And I think the combination of the two shots back-to-back really give that, like, uh, finality, that mortality. And what is mortality but a acronym? Acronym? No, a... Tim Taylor. Yeah. A... Oh, uh, uh... No, it is an... Ac- no, not an acronym. Anagram for Tim Taylor. Great timing. And now we will continue the show (laughs) trading off bananas. (laughs) China. This is great, man. This is we're we're we're, we're completely getting at it on on the same on the same level. Um, So we go into the kitchen. Yes. And uh, Miss Betsy Randall, playing Karen, is here. They're just bringing out all the guests, except not the Canby Construction guys, but definitely, but definitely Betsy Randall. And she and Jill are going to a spa day, 
that gets forgotten, I'm realizing, pretty damn quick. Well, it does, but they do go to it and come back. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, but they, there's yeah. not much more to it beyond that. There's no real reason in the greater context of the episode for uh, Jill and Karen to go and do this. But I guess, you know, hey, they work hard. <laughs> Karen, Karen got cheated on this year. She had a rough year. She yeah. earned it. Uh, and I, I have some more bad news. Oh, no. This is our beloved Betsy Randall's last appearance. What? Yep. This is no more Karen we after this? We see Karen no more. She may be mentioned uh, in the future, but from here she goes on to uh, Boy Meets World. Oh, wow. Starting in 1993, uh, she starts as uh, her long tenure on Boy Meets World as uh, uh, Amy Matthews. Wow. So we're losing a lot of uh, ladies from yeah. the Tool Time, uh, well, the Home Improvement uh, uh, universe. Uh, it's true. And do you like your bad news clustered or do you like it spread out? Oh, Jesus. Let's cluster it. Let's cluster it. We lose another female. In fact, we've already lost her, and we didn't even know it. Uh, uh, well, this isn't an oblique way of saying Pamela Anderson, because I knew about <laughs> no, this, No, we, right? we, we've covered Pamela Anderson's departure. Good. Uh, Betsy Randall's departure. We no longer get to see Jenny Sadarsky. What? She has Wait. She has left the building. Wait, what? Uh, our, Just our like last, Frazier? Yeah, exactly. Our last... Uh, appearance of her was uh, back in Bye Bye Birdie, I think. After all of that effort that they put into building this relationship, they just ghost it? No. I don't know. Maybe they'll address it in the, the third season, uh, but she doesn't appear on the show anymore. No, I'm I'm sorry, Carmen Finiestra. You have to call me and break <laughs> up with me from Jenny Sadarsky. You don't get to just, like, have her drift off into the ether. Brad's she goes into up? the void, but she's got trapped in the the oil drum of all the transitions. Oh, that's that's the worst. That's even worse. That poor girl. <laughs> she is slowly becoming a transition herself. She she is getting transitioned off to the uh, to Florida to star in the movie Flipper. <laughs> yeah, and Casper. Oh right, also Casper. Yeah. Well, good for her. Yeah, good she does her. fine. She yeah, she's all right. She's fine. I'm not that upset about it actually. I just play it up for the laughs <laughs> because people are just laughing it up right now. <laughs> Uh, let's get back to this episode, because we are still not even into the, the conflict of it. No, we're not. Although there is fairly light conflict in this episode. It's true. Uh, yes, they're going off to get pampered, but then they see Brad and Randy walking through the backyard with shovels and rakes. <laughs> uh, Jill confronts them on why they're doing this, and, uh, well, she says, you better not be going to the cemetery again. I mean, they're, they're like lobbing wiffle balls at this point. I mean, how do we not knock this out of the park? This is just fodder for our Randy is a psychopath theory. It's it's too much. It's too easy. Randy uh, is a ghoul. That's, I think, the, the term for a grave digger, right? Uh, yes. Uh, also <laughs> a term for radiation-infected zombies in the Fallout series, but hey, let's not get pedantic. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, plenty of... Serial killers got their start by digging up dead bodies. Ed Gein, yeah. He's yeah. The, the epitome of that. And, you know, the reason... This is the thing about Ed Gein, and that's why I think I, I think he gets a little too much serial killer coverage. Like, when the cops went into his home, uh, they found it full of ghastly, like, things made out of human corpses, right. skin, etc., etc. Most of that was just from the graveyard. Exhumed, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, he, he didn't go out and kill. I mean, he did a few people. He only but... killed two people. And I mean, <laughs> that's bad. But folks, let me tell you about some Ted Bundy up in here. Multi-state, like, scores and scores of people right. escaped from two jails. Ed Gein, he, he was mostly a creepy dude who transitioned to killing people and then was rather swiftly apprehended by the local authorities. Yeah, absolutely. So this is... 
Truman's appreciating local law enforcement corner when they are catching serial killers. Uh, I definitely think that Randy can surpass Ed Gein. I th- oh, I certainly I, not no, that it's a competition or that we should promote <laughs> that. Uh, let me let me well, jump on that train real quick. Oh yeah, no, no. I can just see all the court cases now. Why did you kill him? Well, this home improvement podcast <laughs> I listened to created a culture that suggested killing people was okay. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, heartthrob of the '90s, was supposedly a serial killer. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> Clearly, this person's insane. Get them some help. Yeah, yeah. I think anyone who takes anything we say on here seriously <laughs> enough to do it, that's their real problem. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, we are not promoting serial killing. No. Uh, you should Serial is to be eaten and or listened to as a podcast. You know what else is to be eaten, to bring this back on track here? I'm sorry. You're, yeah, I'm, I'm all over the board. Um, they, Jill... And Karen are hanging out a bit. Do you know what she pulls out of the oven? Some some uh, cinnamon rolls. That some big old cinnamon rolls. Like they, this is like a common thing with them. They we we discussed the cinnamon rolls. These two inch thick cinnamon rolls that Jill bakes for just the two of them. Yeah, uh, to munch on while they're hanging out. I like that. There's a consistency there with that because it's their it's their pre spa day cinnamon rolls. Their pre spa day six enormous cinnamon rolls covered. <laughs> Covered in seven or eight inches of yes. frosting, clearly pulled straight off the craft services table and put into the prop oven. <laughs> Get us back on track with the narrative here. You should not give this. Uh, you should not give this responsibility to me. Okay. Tim comes in. Yeah. He is in a cranky mood, both because Karen is there and because Bob Vila is coming on the show. Karen and Jill rib him some and basically draw Tim out and and you know point out what is obvious, which is that Tim is jealous of and threatened by Bob Vila because his tool show is nationally syndicated mm. and more popular than Tim's. And every time that Bob is on there, he turns it into a competition of some sort. Yes, exactly. It's a, a toxic relationship, if you will. Uh, yes, yeah. They, they can't get enough of each other, but they're bad for each other. <laughs> uh, so from this, I don't even remember the transition that we got. I should have been taking better notes on the transition. Uh, yeah, the transition here wasn't anything uh, too spectacular, but um, as Tim enters the garage and exits the scene, he is sipping from a Binford mug. <sighs> <laughs> so. a, a, a mug full of piping hot Binford. <laughs> Listen, you've got your grunt count, I've got my Binford count. Nay, hey, man, you, I think yours is honestly a lot harder than mine. <laughs> uh, so we... Return to the set of Tool Times, yes. where it's Lisa again. And, uh, addressing the show, does everybody know what time it is? Giving one of her more emphatic ones. She was more jazzed about this, I think because A, she knew she had been freed from, from this prison <laughs> right. by this point, and B, because she has a legit amount of, well, I mean, you know, she has multiple, li- compared to the rest of the season, yes. she's in this episode a lot. She is, yeah, and my, my note here was, Lisa, coming in hot. Um, works on multiple levels yes Um, and uh, this is where uh, they announced that uh, Bob Vila is going to be on this show on this episode so Al's uh, Tim is kind of him hawing about bringing uh, Bob out he's kind of downplaying it and Al takes the reins he's like nope we got our guy and and Al just like excitedly brings uh, Bob Vila out but what I realize is that I'm as excited for Al as Al is excited for Bob Vila like every time I think about Al Borland or see him on screen, I like I get that giddy. Like, oh my god, this is just I, I'm an Al pal. We're we're buddies. Yeah. We're fans. I want to be 
I'm in awe and admiration of him at all times. The show treats it as a joke that Al has more fans than Tim, but we actually, I mean, that's really us. I mean, we are more jazzed to see Al. <laughs> maybe it's just because, maybe if Al was in every scene the way Tim is, yeah. it would be different. Right, yeah. It's, it's Absence kind of a... making the heart grow fonder mm-hmm. as it as it does. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's, Al is, is our personal Bob Vila. Yeah, absolutely. Bob Vila doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> Uh, the K&B guys, on the other hand, they're the ones I would have voted for to have ah, on. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, so uh, after Ella uh, introduces him, Lisa brings him out. She Bob Vila walks out with arm-in-arm with Pamela Anderson. Like, what a great send-off uh, for both of them, I guess. But yeah, I think Bob Vila comes back. So. Walking them down the aisle. <laughs> well, it's like it's like when Lisa uh, led Tim out on a cow in, in another episode. <laughs> kind of that same thing. Here's this right. ornery barnyard animal who Lisa has to finagle out onto the set. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so they're finally giving Lisa things to do. Uh, I guess Bob Vila, Bob Vila is an upgrade from a cow, but you heard it here first, folks. Bob Vila, <laughs> human man, upgrade from a cow that will shit inside and freeze to the road. Uh, yes, if, also if that. Yeah, um, depending on the climate. So Tim brings uh, Bob over to the the reclining chair, and they have a little sit down and talk about Bob is organizing this lawnmower race uh, for charity, and he's having trouble finding competition. And so, and where better to find competition than here on Tool Time? And I have some questions about this that we'll get to uh, when the race actually comes to. But uh, I just want to make note of that now. That's called foreshadowing. That's good. We're really or heavily teasing, I we're don't know. heavily promoting the rest of this episode <laughs> that we're on. Be sure to check out 15 <laughs> minutes from now. You know, you know what? Just just hit the hit the skip forward button on your uh, on your iPod thing. I, hit the so skip choose for- your own adventure podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the hit the fast forward button on your tape recorder. Uh, set your LPs to a higher speed. I don't know how record players work. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, one thing leads to another. Uh, you know, they're both well hydrated. They whip out their dicks and they have a pissing contest. Oh, wow, that got really explicit. I, I know. I'm this, again. This is me preparing for my Pornhub show. Uh, no, but they they start. You know, uh, uh, Bob is saying, "Oh well, I've got I've got you know my." lawnmower was professionally designed and manufactured i can get it up to 42 miles an hour tim starts mm-hmm. talking about the one that he made way back in mobetta blues well actually al sets him up for this uh oh, right. and i feel like al kind of knows that he's orchestrating chaos here where yes. he's like oh well tim actually souped up his lawnmower last year uh and then tim like immediately buys into this because it's a stroking you know his pride and he's like oh yeah yeah i you know back in mobile at a bed of blues he doesn't say that but we do uh he <laughs> tim knowing the names of the episodes he starts gloating about what he did uh to his lawnmower and this leads to him agreeing to race bob vila uh on a special episode of tool time yes and uh <laughs> one of the things that comes up in this is Bob Vila bragging about how he is how he has tricked out his uh, his lawnmower and how he got it uh, to go up to forty two miles an hour? He says, "I've got an elongated throttle." <laughs> and I missed that line. Sometimes I just sometimes I just write lines down because they're funny and and are sort of just <laughs> dick jokes left unsaid. Uh, oh my god, that's amazing! I'm glad you do because I missed a lot of them. That's that's so good, man. Hey, I get, to, I get to live that. I'm just glad you're getting all this good research done about Marvel characters. <laughs> uh, so then we transition to the garage, yes. which I think 
by way of a cross dissolve. The the, the wildest of the crosses. I know we had one of them in this episode. I think we had two. I think they were like, we've got to pull out all the stops on our normcore transitions for the end of the season. <laughs> uh, we've exhausted our transition budget. Yes, and the transitions have exhausted me. <laughs> uh, so, out in the garage, yeah. uh, Tim... Well, t- yeah, Tim has got a massive engine strapped to the back of the lawnmower. Two weeks in a row, we get two unveilings of uh, a souped-up car here. He, he, sa- he says that it's a Chinook Helicopters jet engine. <laughs> do Chinook Helicopters have jet engines on them? I, I don't. Is it possible to have I a jet know. helicopter? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at your, your G.I. Joe toys here, and I see a couple jet helicopters among the, uh, the couple batch. A couple jets, a couple helicopters, yeah. Uh, I, well, it looks like one of them seems to have the Ninja Turtles uh, stamp of approval on it, so maybe it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a different, uh, different genre. Oh, yeah, I guess so, yes. Compared to, compared to the uh, strict Tom Clancy-esque realism of, of, <laughs> of G.I. G.I. Joe. Joe. Um, but we're, we're in this garage for Momo Better Blues. Yes. Uh, where he unveils this uh, lawnmower, Betsy, Randall, uh, Karen, and Jill come in and they have this conversation about like what what is what is going on here? What what is this thing? Uh, uh, Tim says this lawnmower can get up to ninety four miles an hour. Cool, cool. That's and that's basically uh, Jill and and Karen's response. It's just cool. cool. Why you're gonna die? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, to me, this sounds like a setup for the Darwin Awards. Uh, it really does. <laughs> and it would have been if this were real life. I mean, I feel I feel like someone in real life has done this and died. <laughs> That's why starting season three, they have do not attempt this at home uh, at the beginning of every home improvement episode. <laughs> do not attempt to improve your home in this way. <laughs> uh, as And as they leave in disgust, Tim says, well, this baby's going to mow a football field in 11 seconds. <laughs> And then we get this it's kind of a funny line. I like that. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it was good. And then we get a weird transition where, like, we're shooting through the door into the garage. We like put in an image of the backyard. Tim then roars right. away on the motorcycle. Not motorcycle. Where am I? <laughs> uh, uh, lawnmower. The lawn motorcycle. Yes, lawn motor. And so then this is where Brad and Randy come back uh they didn't go to the cemetery like jill thought they were they were going down to the creek so they're coming back and they've got this uh this bucket full of tadpoles and they're covered in mud like they had just been to a monster truck rally (laughs) yes those those dirty dirty monster truck rallies they had back in the 90s um yeah so they're they're coming back mark um Mark is seeing them coming back and is having serious FOMO that he didn't get invited along. <laughs> you guys never invite me to anything. Yeah. And good for Mark. He's finally stepping up for himself. It's like he's learning after yeah. all this time. I think it, it could probably be attributed to the fact that he is now just as, if not an inch taller than Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Mm-hmm. His growth spurt has like, he's uh, he's second in the pecking order now. He's definitely, there. He, he's playing down noticeably in this episode. <laughs> he's clearly larger and I think that they're going to write him into an older boy in the next in the next season they just needed to get like through the summer yeah right uh so they you know he asks why they never hang out with him he says because you always rat on us yeah they they say because you always rat on us he's like Uh, i won't i promise i won't do it ever again yeah and they say well okay then you have to take the tadpole secrecy test (laughs) which is putting a live tadpole in his mouth for three seconds and holding it there yeah now you said in the synopsis that brad and randy made Mark eat a tadpole. Okay, we cracking this open for discussion? I don't think they made him do it. I, I mean, look, they made him put the tadpole in his mouth. Yeah. It's a full-on legit tadpole uh, that looks like just a small piece of black licorice for set purposes. 
a wet uh, piece of black licorice, but yes. <laughs> uh, and he holds it in there for three seconds, and then he's getting ready to spit it out, and they pat him on the back, or they smack him on the back, which in the real world would not make you swallow a tadpole, but in Home Improvement... I don't know, I think it might. Okay, fine. Maybe it would. <laughs> uh, does this happen to you? I feel like I've like swallowed a Jolly Rancher or something uh, in some sort of similar fashion. Ugh. That's just, that. that's a choking hazard right there. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And then an immediate sugar bomb to your system. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they swallow, yeah, and he, he swallows it. And then we get our grossest transition where... <laughs> yes, but before, oh well, oh, go no. into the transition and then I've got some things I gotta... I gotta no, 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 man. No, let's not go into the transition. Let, <laughs> let's talk about the things. Okay, so apparently what they're doing down at the creek besides getting tadpoles is uh, they are going to build a raft. Yeah, well, that's what he said. Is, yeah, it's like that's the, you know, Mark doesn't want to swallow the thing. They say, okay, I guess we'll just have to build the raft on our own yeah. then. Yeah. So Randy's already prepping for Wild America. <laughs> wild Rand America. Well, that's, that was actually one of Rand Paul's campaign slogans. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, either that or they're, they're going for kind of a Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn situation. Yeah. Uh, and I also wrote this note, and I'm hoping you can help me remember why. Okay. Mark is Marty from Back to the Future. Uh, because, <laughs> Mar- okay, they're walking away and... Oh, he calls him a chicken. Yeah. Like, and they- I'm not a chicken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's, uh, the, that's the thing that absolutely stops them. <laughs> uh, so he, sa- he says, I'll do it, as they're starting to walk away, and they both turn. Yeah. And turn back to him grinning and make him do the thing. Right, exactly. Then they smack him, and we get uh, this disturbing awful transition that pairs well i think with the shaving cream transition we had yes i would say so the, the screen turns it like it turns black into the shape of a tadpole or or a sperm or a sperm or a snake from wild america yeah well, wild it, america nope wild no. kingdom <laughs> you shouldn't have said wild america once now that's all you can say oh no uh yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah, but the, the snake slithered away, and the tadpole kind of splooshes away. <laughs> it's, it's very, it, it's, it's spermy. Yeah. There's nothing, there's no way to get around it. <laughs> Landon it's, Solano raves, it's spermy. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta leave you some comments on your, your Pornhub channels. <laughs> what? Yeah, about that. Please don't, actually. I don't, I don't need the support. <laughs> Even though even though Pornhub encourages you to quote leave a sexy comment, I don't need one. Uh, nothing but classiness here on Gruntwork, no, and you know nothing but. By the way, these folks, let's peek behind the curtain. These are just you know, like rumors that I've heard about Pornhub from my extreme friends who actually look at porn. I you know I, I don't have any firsthand knowledge here. Um, so after the gross tra- uh, tadpole transition the the tadzition if you will uh <laughs> uh we cut back to the same scene in the backyard yeah uh because it's been a commercial break we most likely saw that Sears commercial for the for the new air conditioner <laughs> yes uh randy tells him that the uh frog is going to swim around inside of him and turn into a frog the frog uh, is going to turn into a frog oh god <laughs> It's the greatest magic trick of all time. Why am I so bad? It's the prestige is that it's still a frog. <laughs> the tadpole is going to swim around inside him. Yes. And the tadpole, as tadpoles so often do, will turn into a frog inside of him. Or some other amphibian, but yes. Yeah, well, wait, do uh, tadpoles turn into other things? Uh, toads. Oh, well. They're which... slightly different than frogs. And how are they different, Landon? Because I know that you know. <laughs> uh, one, um... 
is a male, one is a female. I don't I'm I don't think <laughs> one has uh the ability for speech, one does not. Okay, that sounds right. That sounds I I'm seeing nothing here. One appeared with. in a Budweiser commercial, one did not. Both appeared in the Frog and Toad series. <laughs> one is ready for battle on Super Nintendo, and one is not. <laughs> yeah, what well, okay, no, no, here's the difference. Uh Oh, uh, toads are the subject of the 4chan Battletoads meme. Frogs are the subject of the 4chan Pepe meme, which has taken on a much darker uh, meaning in today's world. There you go. Okay, that's the difference. That's been of... our Frog Toad corner. Yes, it's been our it's been our Frog Toad meme corner. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you know, uh, uh, Brad is is you know listening to Mark's stomach and going, oh, I can, you know, ribbit, ribbit, oh, I can <laughs> yeah, hear it right. already. Uh, and Q, so Mark stood up for himself in the last scene. Q, the biggest regression of all time. He bursts into the house going, Mom! Mom! Brad and Randy made me eat a tadpole. Oh my God, what the hell happened to my voice? I, I don't know, man. That's why Mark and Brad... I'm entering puberty the way I, that Mark is. <laughs> but you're going backwards into it. Mark's going forwards oh, into no. it. You're Benjamin Buttoning. I'm going to turn into a fetus. Uh, <laughs> and then a sperm, and I'm going to go into the void. Oh no! What do you think? Should we put the void in the middle? <laughs> uh, so anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, he runs right inside. What I'm thinking is, oh, okay, so Mark's arc in this episode, the Mark arc, is going to be <laughs> him uh, him not telling his parents and fretting about this tadpole inside <laughs> right. him the whole time per the tadpole secrecy challenge, going <laughs> along with all the setup work that was done there. No, he promptly tells Jill... Jill tells him, oh, no, no, a tadpole can't, ins- it can't survive inside you. You're going to poop that thing right out like a piece <laughs> of fruit. And then you know, she says, eating a tadpole is no big deal. Go outside and play. And yeah. so he goes outside. Effectively, you know, uh, satiating Mark's nerves. Yeah. He's, he's cool. Yeah. So Mark runs outside. Karen is there with Jill. The second that he closes the door, she turns around to Karen. It's like, ew, oh, gross. Oh, oh, ew. Ew. Can you imagine having that thing swimming around your stomach? Oh, it's so bad. It's such a big deal. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want that. <laughs> I, no, I'm not. I'm not going to eat a tadpole after this. I'm not. I'm not into that. Uh, so, and then and then Tim comes in. Yeah. And here's here's what they did. And Tim just kind of laughs. And then yeah, she, yeah, he goes. Oh man, they're in so much trouble. And Tim's like, "Oh, oh God, what did they do now?" And they're like, "Brad and Randy made Mark eat a tadpole." And Tim opens the fridge, and you think he's like thinking about it for a second, then he just lets out a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's laughing straight into the frozen peas. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he yeah he just recounts all the things that he made his brothers eat and his brothers made him yeah. eat. Tim's brother Steve, he mentions again. Uh, let me. What were some of the things he made his brother Steve eat? A plate of spaghetti that had a worm in it. Uh, then his brother got him back by making him eat mashed potatoes with a cockroach in it. It's bad. It's real bad, guys. It's not okay. Not okay. Don't joke about that. (laughs) It's not fun. But then Tim goes outside, uh, and we get our Wilson scene. Yes. And, you know, Wilson is trimming one of his trees with one of those long trimmers on a pole. Yep. That's not really relevant to anything. Although, I guess I used the word pole, and there was a big tadpole bit earlier. (laughs) So this is some Ikea wordplay for you. Just put it together. Just a tad. (sighs) <laughs> good doing business with yeah, you yeah yeah that was a handshake it, not as loud as a high five because that that isn't worthy of a high five but it was it was solid uh also i guess i shook with a weird hand i don't know that was the right hand that was the right hand okay i don't even know what's what anymore the hotter it gets in this apartment the dumber i get 
I was, if you, if, if you thought I sounded so bright and intelligent in the winter months, that's why. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't have really any notes on the Wilson scene. He just goes out and he's bragging to Wilson about how cool his lawnmower is. And Wilson says, yeah, you got the hubris. Uh, what's that in English? And, and he says, well, actually neighbor, it is English. And I, I guess I just didn't pay a huge amount of attention to this. I was kind of shoring up my other notes, but it was basically Wilson saying, yeah, you know, you're letting your pride and competitive nature get out of the way. Or yeah, because he's get, talking get about, about Vila stuff at this point. Yeah, and you can tell that Tim is feeling his oats in this moment because he does he does all of the episode's grunts in uh, in this moment. Yeah, let's take a little detour to uh, grunt count land. Grunt, grunt count corner. How about that? It, grunt count corner? Well, everything else is a corner. Grunt corner. 13. Oh, 13 that's actually grunts. less than I thought. But they mostly come out in this scene, though, right? Yes, they do. They all come out in this scene. There were no grunts anywhere else in the episode. And then as soon as he gets out there with Wilson and talking about his lawnmower, he grunts like crazy. But this is the only place. 13. So that's the final number we have before going into our super spectacular. Oh, yes, we uh, did. Oh, there's some math in my future. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to go through and add these up. Brush up on those compound fractions. Oh God! Why would I have to do fractions? Figure out what numerators and denominators are. No one knows. It's the greatest <laughs> mystery of all time. <laughs> oh man! Well, we'll hire an accountant uh, oh, to go through all of our books. Good. And Very good. Figure it out for you. Yes. Uh, you know, an abacus and one of those old timey, uh, old timey uh, adding machines yeah. that has the long CVS receipt coming out of it. Uh, but Tim also. Uh, Tells Wilson that Brad and uh, Randy made Mark eat a tadpole and that Jill is, uh, which we skipped over, um, the fact that Jill's in the kitchen concocting her revenge on uh, Brad and Randy, which is she's putting together a... um, a stew that has, you know, uh, liver and carrots and, you know, mushrooms, mushrooms, other kind of like texturally gross things. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big... I like mushrooms, but only when they are like uh, Phantom Thread style, where they are <laughs> really, really cooked in butter and made a little crunchy uh, so that they aren't the gross membrane texture that they normally are. Yeah, and maybe th- maybe they're part of like a kind of creepy power dynamic shifting in a relationship. <laughs> exactly, yeah. See, I'm so glad that you mentioned Phantom Thread. Let's go into Truman and Landon's Paul Thomas Anderson's latest movie corner. <laughs> I have never liked mushrooms uh up and up until I went to see Phantom Thread and the way that I mean Phantom Thread is a very good food movie for a yes. movie that's actually about fashion I mean it's right. really it's like a food movie hidden inside a fashion movie but the the way that they shoot the mushrooms in that especially mm-hmm. that omelet she makes at the end with all that butter yes. I was looking at that and it's like I know that in this context, I shouldn't like mushrooms, but I now actually really want that kind of, like, mushrooms <laughs> thick cut like that, yeah. and they looked so good. Maybe I'll make you some. But but I don't really trust it now unless I'm the one personally <laughs> buying and gathering the mushrooms. There might be some mild I mean, spoilers here. <laughs> I, can't, I can't co-pilot this uh, alone for the next four seasons, five seasons, six seasons, so okay. uh, I think you can trust... In that. So just don't eat mushrooms that I offer you in season eight. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's a much better that's a much better plan. That's been Phantom Thread Corner, I guess. Uh yeah. PTA corner. Yes. Um we're gonna raise money for that new playground eventually. <laughs> so Jill's making this uh that she's going to serve to Brad and Randy and call it tadpole stew or make yeah. them think that she has made a stew with the the remainder of the tadpoles from the bucket. And uh Tim goes outside when he's talking to Wilson and uh 
he tells Wilson as much. He's, he's like, Jill's uh, going to make them think that they're eating tadpole stew. And Wilson throws out, uh, well, if you want to try the real thing, why don't you come over to my house on Saturday night? <laughs> In a real kind of like... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think you said on the couch it was uh, almost a come on. It, it sounded it, it sounded strange. Like yeah. I got your I got your tadpole stew right here. <laughs> uh, yeah, How about I'm, those lions. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he's. Um, I don't know. I mean, I can see that being a delicacy in some foreign culture, but I think in this case, Wilson doesn't actually know that. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but Brad and Randy, we go back inside. Uh, same scene. It hasn't cut or anything. But Brad yeah. and Randy come home. Uh, and, uh, take us through this part. Brad and Randy come into the backyard, and, uh, and Tim says, oh, yeah, it's, it's dinner time. Get inside. Take off your shoes. And they go, oh, is, uh, is... is they, Brad Im- immediately apologizes and yeah. said, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, what yeah. for? And, oh, right, right, yeah. And, and, and he goes, oh, just for, uh, for being late for dinner. <laughs> After they find out that Mark is, uh, upstairs and they haven't, he hasn't squealed on them. Yeah, yeah, they think yeah. that he has passed Good the you, tadpole yeah, challenge. Right. Uh, they go inside. No reason, just because we love him. They go inside, they sit down at the table, you know, Jill, Jill calls Mark down, uh, from playing upstairs in his room. Yeah. And, uh, and they say something, they ask something like, is, is Mark having this? And they say, yeah, so Jill's like, dinner's ready, I've made some stew for you guys. Uh, and she gets out two bowls. And, uh. Oh, it's the two bowls is what tips them off. Yeah, Yeah. and then Mark comes down and, uh. Randy's like, well, isn't he having any? And Mark is like, oh, I'm having ice cream for dinner. And they don't question it at all. Randy yeah. just takes this face value, no, like, wait, I want ice cream for dinner. Well, okay, well, they do question the greater con that's they being do, pulled yes. on them. They don't, they don't say, wait, why does he get this? Why don't I get that as well? Randy displaying some Jill aptitude uh, the way that she did when they tried to pull the, uh, the old switcheroo on that permission slip. Yes. Like, Randy immediately recognized Oh, I get you're trying to get us to think that we're eating uh, tadpoles in this stew. And I think that kind of compromises the humor a little bit. A for, little bit. For me, yeah. Yeah, this this whole thing doesn't exactly work because they start to, to eat it and then all of a sudden, like, uh, uh, start to feel like, oh, this, this does taste a little strange. And then Jill's like, oh, you, you got me. Uh, it's, you know, she also pulled the, the bucket of the tadpoles off the counter to make them, you know, to sell it a little bit more. And yeah. It's like, oh, you got me. And then she looks into the, the vat of the, the stew and she's like, oh, but what's this? And then reaches in, pulls out an entire rubber frog and slams it on the counter in front of them and they scream. They get, they get like a two second scare mm-hmm. and then that is all the punishment that they get. And then she says, uh, I know all, I see all. Nothing escapes me. Is Jill God? Is that uh, in, <laughs> is in, in, in this yourself? house? Yes. The high priestess of Pop is now <laughs> the divine ruler of all. Yeah, she has ascended into legend, <laughs> uh, dispensing pop knowledge and uh, creative discipline to her rambunctious boys. <laughs> and then she and then she says, "Okay, I'll make you a real dinner now." And Tim says, "Okay, you've punished the boys enough." <laughs> and then we get a frog transition, which haven't we had a frog transition oh, on the oh, show yeah, before? Dog. Yeah, dog. Yeah. We've had a, we've had a frog transition, and it does the same thing where it jumps back. <laughs> this time it goes into the void rather than into a scene. But yes, uh, true, true. Then we get our 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 penultimate scene. Yes, the the big race, the great race, if you will. Uh, yes, uh, the the great, uh, fairly low budget remote <laughs> segment race. Yeah, and this brings up my first of many questions. Okay, um, where are the other racers? 
Yeah, you know, you're right. <laughs> it's just Bob and Tim. Much like the Scottish Highland Games, which was basically <laughs> five people and some sheep. And you <laughs> you had pointed out that uh, the karate studio looked a lot like the dance studio. I have to imagine this is the same exact field that they shot that in I'm, from a different angle. I'm pretty sure that this field is, uh, well, now it's a nicely landscaped park across from ABC. <laughs> but uh, back right. then, I'm pretty sure this was a big vacant lot near the 134 in Burbank. <laughs> And they just went out there and uh, did it across the street from their soundstage. Yes. Uh, Tim has a helmet cam. Uh, so this is an episode of Tool Time, I, we should probably say. Yes. Uh, a very special episode of Tool Time. Tim has a helmet cam so that you can see, uh, and by you, I mean we, can see everything that he sees. And he gets yes. right up in Bob's face. He gets right up in Al's face. Uh, doesn't get up in Lisa's face. No, no, which is the face that I most wanted to get up in. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, it's an early GoPro gag. Yes. Uh, and you know that that in the reboot of Home Improvement, Tim is going to have a GoPro. He's going to just be GoPro'd up the butt. He's going to love that. Uh, but he's not going to put GoPros up his butt because he's not into that. Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go Pro. Nope. Nice. But, the, I mean, hey, you know, you got your Ninja Turtle stuff there. You got to go. Yeah. <laughs> and that was going to be your tattoo also on, yeah. on your back. So people know you're a ninja after the fact. Uh Anyway, uh, so they they get ready to race. They mount mm. up on their on their uh, lawnmowers. Yes, uh, royalty free Highway to the Danger Zone is playing. <laughs> yeah, as they're, they're turning on all of their various switches and knobs. Yeah, and whatever and else is. Just like a few episodes ago, uh, what was it? X marks the spot where we had uh, Bob Vila actually uh, the the dartboard where he's oh, shooting right. the nail gun, and then we had the Ennio Marconi. You know, Once Upon a Time in the West. Uh, yeah. style direction where they're getting like insert shots you know they're really making this as theatrical as they can by yeah. getting the the close-ups of tim flipping all the switches and the the exhaust pipe shooting out flames yeah um, which were they real flames or were they no they were an- animated 100 yeah. and this is we're entering the cartoon world of home improvement again yes um also, I guess there's no rules to this race. No rules. Just right. It's like an Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> uh, well, I, there is. Wait, a, that actually makes me wonder, what, what does that slogan mean? What? what the, the, well, I think what it means is that Outback Steakhouse is implicitly endorsing anarchy <laughs> by saying that the only state of being that is just right is one where there's no rules. <laughs> Because only in a world without rules would yeah. you think, hey, let's let's cut up an onion in a funny way, drop it in batter and deep fat, and then sure. and then have people pay money for this experience. Uh, I, I'm also wondering if Outback is just putting it right under our noses this entire time that we might be eating humans. <laughs> There's no rules to this shit, man. Yeah, we just get our meat wherever it's available. That's all. Honestly, I've always suspected that's the case with Ruth, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. <laughs> that that it's Chris Steaks. Like Ruth's is made of Chris. Yes, uh, Ruth's original business partner um, has been basically nourishing millions of steak lovers for thirty years. <laughs> oh, but back to this race. That, that, that was that was our Truman and Landon denigrate chain restaurants corner. <laughs> Listen, I've got opinions about Applebee's, but we'll save those for future. Oh seasons. man, yes, yes. No, we heard some of your Applebee's horror stories last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back to this race, they. Get the the go ahead. Lisa gives the the flag wave. Yes, um, and they're off off to the races. So well, to speak. They, they but they were already at the races. They were so already they at the races. Continuing, continuing to be at the races. <laughs> yeah, at first they're kind of keeping up neck and neck, mm-hmm. and uh, then Tim hits uh, the nitrous oxide boosters. <laughs> yep, 
And then he starts going comically fast and loses control. Yep, starts going through hay barrels. Uh, there are uh, hay bales, I should say. Yes. There are people on the course for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he starts going right towards this bystander. The bystander then turns and just runs in a straight line in front of the lawnmower away from <laughs> yeah. Tim. Not- I like to think it was Jerry <laughs> sitting on the sidelines and he's finally in the, the danger zone. He's reaping the chaos that he usually constructs on the uh, on the show, and and he's on so many drugs that he can't even think to to di- juke left or juke right. Oh my god, you can only juke forward. Poor character that we've created for Jerry. Yes, um, and then Tim obviously you know can't regain control, so then he uh, goes through a wooden fence, and uh, as we learn in the next scene, uh, which. Comes by the way of a cop light. Uh, it's nighttime. He's being brought home from the cops uh, because he was caught um, being chased down I ninety six by a helicopter. A helicopter chasing a helicopter engine strapped to a lawnmower. This wow, really makes you think, doesn't are it? Are we in Michigan or are we in Florida? <laughs> Tim is Florida man in every, every regard. I mean, he is a little slice of Florida wackiness yes. in, in the great Northwest. It's weird in season four how uh, we have an entire episode dedicated to bath salts, but, uh, you know, we, we've got a season to get there. But uh, plot twist, it's actually Jill going to the spa <laughs> and then going crazy. Uh, Tim says uh, that he got a speeding ticket. But he also mowed 40 lawns and made $187. So he could pay that off. Except it was for charity, Tim. So donate it, you asshole. <laughs> all, all mention of this children's charity that they were helping out has been forgotten. <laughs> yes. Um, As is Bob. We never get any outro with Bob. No. Nope. Tim leaves him in his wake. And who knows where he went? Yeah, we he also wins the race. Like, I'm assuming, and we also never get any real resolution to Tim's hubris. You know, <laughs> Dude, I, I, well, you're going to be holding your breath a long time I, for that one. I'm sure the very last episode, Tim realizes, like, oh man, paths of glory lead but to the grave. What was I thinking? <laughs> um, and then he dies, and then that the foreshadowing of the black and white TV with his face on it finally comes true. <laughs> so. Yeah, he comes home to Jill, and he is they're they're you know laughing and bantering yeah. about this. He's still got the helmet cam on, and so then we cut to his POV of him creeping on Patricia Richardson, looking her up and down. Yeah, and I, I'm willing to forgive it only because in the context of the show, it's his wife, and that's the flimsy explanation. I, I, I was raised in a very conservative household. I don't even believe in sex within marriage. It's just, <laughs> it's it's not okay in any form. Well, I thought that's where they were heading. Uh, I thought that this was going to turn into some weird, like, he starts chasing her around the house and we're watching it entirely from the cam, the, the helmet cam point of view and I thought, this is going to lead into some weird uh, sex tape. Uh, yeah, yeah. That might, and, and then we find out it's still being broadcast live on Tool Time and people are watching this. <laughs> oh, what is What is funny about this scene to me is just how much of the house they had to build for this to go, <laughs> yeah. like the, all these bits and like he chased her down a side hallway and stuff yeah, that we don't the normally was see. Yeah, where the Andretti steering wheel was hidden. Yeah, she opens the closet door and he bonks into it and then <laughs> uh, they go up to the, the foyer uh, right by the front door and Jill's hiding around the corner with a mirror that she shows to Tim so Tim can see his face. Freeze frame Tim's face. Yes. Into the credits. And then for the credits, a curtain call. Well, we get more of him chasing her around the studio. Oh, that goes right, into right, the right. Call. Yeah, we get to see what, which I think is only worth mentioning, in that we get to see how the actual 
uh, ABC Studio Four sets were constructed, you know, side by side. You get to see the uh, Taylor household next to the Tool Time household. The, I guess kind of the way we saw it with George Foreman, but yeah, um, kind of helps you paint this picture of how everything is in relation to one another. Yeah, it everything is connected. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get another curtain call. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Wilson is holding up a model fence around his face, which yeah. I've mentioned before, but I always enjoy it. <laughs> uh, I did actually find there is a uh, uh, behind-the-scenes documentary on home improvement where I think it was an Entertainment Tonight thing where they were spending a day on the set. Yeah. And Earl Hinman, I don't know if this is mandated by him or the producers, didn't actually show his face even off camera Really? I mean, it wasn't like a method actor sort of thing, but I think it was, let's not destroy the, the mythos of this character yeah. sort of thing. Uh, so when he's being interviewed on this Entertainment Tonight thing, he's in the makeup chair, and they have uh, have it positioned in some way where he, you know, it's being shot from behind him, and there's some sort of like makeup thing kind of uh, covering the mirror in front of him so you can't see his whole face. It's really a lot of commitment. <laughs> I um a I I love this idea that Earl Hindman was basically Daniel Day Lewis and <laughs> and didn't show his face to anyone for yeah. eight years, uh, and the, knows how to make a good mushroom. Yeah yeah yeah. Well, Daniel Day Lewis didn't know how his wife knew how Fair. to make okay, a yeah, real good right. mushroom. He knows he knows how to sew a wonderful dress. That's what that's what Earl <laughs> Hindman is doing back there the whole time, complaining about things being chic and, and <laughs> right. yes, and eating Welsh rarebits with poached eggs on top. What does that word even mean? <laughs> Show me your gun. Show me your gun. Were you sent here? Were you sent here to sabotage me and my creativity? Sounds like a horse galloping through here when you butter your toast. I'm mashing together multiple scenes from Phantom Thread right now. Oh, man. Wow, we took a second trip <laughs> to we, PTA Corner. We cannot get enough. Uh, <laughs> much like a much like a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, his corner lasts a long time. The, the other thing, though, that I love is that when this was on, the internet wasn't there. You couldn't right. figure out what Earl Hindman looked like unless you went and rented Silverado. <laughs> right, or making a uh, taking a Pelham 1, 2, 3, or True. any number of his... Uh, Long, long career. Or if you watch Ryan's Hope for any of the 20 years it was on. Um, <laughs> I thought we could do a little Pam's Corner right now. Because sure. it's the last one, even though she's on the episode, that is going to lead us into the outro, which is a kind of special outro this week. So I thought for this week's Pam's Corner, we can give a little preview of what we're going to be covering in our end of the season spectacular. Oh, yes. Uh, oh. Pam's Corner. Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. So you may remember uh, earlier in the season, we posed uh, an, uh, an idea that for the end of the season, Pam's Corner, to give her her big old send-off, that we would be reading uh, Pamela Anderson's books Star and, and Starstruck. Oh, Starstruck. <laughs> I, ha I have the same reaction to Star. Oh, man. I, so Landon is reading Star, the first book. I am reading Starstruck, the sequel, having not read Star. We've only been sharing our notes a little bit. I think we're saving most of it for you guys uh, on air. I have no concept of how we get from where I'm at in my book to where you're at in your book. Like, it is I, – I, I cannot fathom – the the connective tissue here. I cannot fathom the connective tissue between the beginning of my book and <laughs> the middle of my book, where I currently am. Which it, is, what's the first sentence of your book? Oh, God. Uh, the star woke up and wondered, why are my nipples so sore? <laughs> so there you go. You know, many great works of literature start by pondering the main character's nipples, you know. Call me Ishmael. <laughs> Call me Nipmail. <laughs> It was the, the best, best of nipples. nipples. 
<laughs> it was the worst of nibbles. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, man. Where are we going to be at season eight it with was, our brain here? It was a dark and stormy nipple. <laughs> Oh, uh, so we, we've we got some really interesting stuff, I think, to go down uh, that Pam's Corner with. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a bumpy, nipply ride. But uh, yeah, th- I have so much to say about that book. And you know what? For mine, this is where it, the disparity is very weird to me, is that she is essentially a country bumpkin in mine. I She d- uh. is going on her first flight and they spend almost an entire chapter on her experience getting on an airplane. So, this is what we have to look forward to in comparison. There is a murder in the book that I read, (laughs) and they spend approximately six lines of text describing the lead-up to and committing of the murder. Oh, man. And it is then seldom revisited, shall we say, whereas they spend an entire chapter about her getting on a plane. You know, and as much as I love Pamela Anderson and want to do right by her, uh, we can only be arbiters of truth. And, you know, we still support you to to check out these books, uh, which you can find actually on our website. Yes. Uh, on our merch page. Um, if you want to read along before our season spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll do things to you. You will not know <laughs> what's, what is up and down and left and right. I mean, truly, this book, every time I, every time I read it, I'm like, am I... Am I on like really high quality drugs right now? Like what is like I it really like reading this book is a trip to another dimension. Wow. Is all I can say. I'm a little jealous cuz mine just feels like the first draft of something and they're like that was good. Put that to the publisher. We're not uh, we're not going to do another pass. Let, let me let me be clear. Mine feels like the first draft as well. <laughs> It's just a really <laughs> fucked up first okay. draft. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, if you want to hear us gushing at length about a book written, two books by written by Pamela Anderson, stay tuned <laughs> to a future episode. Yeah, to our season spectacular. And let's take that into uh, this the, the outro preamble, if you will, uh, which is to <laughs> the, just... You've been the long-awaited outro of this episode, <laughs> as seen on TV. The... Um, uh, I just want to give a few expectations of what you can uh, see from us over the next couple weeks. Uh, we will be doing our audio commentary as voted by you guys on Twitter. Democracy um, in action. <laughs> which uh, I guess we can reveal it now. Yes. Uh, the episode that we are going to be doing. Even though the most outspoken people, uh, the people who commented on it, wanted Howard's End, uh, the one that was voted the most, actually we had a tie. We had a tie between Haunting of Taylor House and Rumi for Improvement. Yes. And the the one that won out, because uh, the, the tiebreaker was uh, which one had the most grunts, ended up being Rumi for Improvement. Yeah. So that's the episode that we'll be doing an audio commentary on. Uh, I assume that you will be able, you know, we're going to plan it so that you can watch it with us. You start the episode while, you know, starting yeah. uh, the episode of Home Improvement. We'll give you a cue. And then, you know, I'm assuming we'll be like not a typical audio commentary in that we'll be telling you to pause quite often so that you can admire the things on the screen that we're seeing at the same time. And we will also be taking breaks for the commercials, which if you're watching on Hulu and you're not <laughs> paying for premium, you will have to sit through. Yes, Absolutely. Uh, so we'll, we'll walk you through that. I'm very excited to see what kind of new stuff that's going to bring us. This this could be really fun, I yeah. think. Yeah, revisiting an episode is going to be strange. It will definitely be odd. We've never turned back so far in this. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what it does. If I could turn back time. If I could call your name, is that? Find a way? Find a way, that's it. Great radio. Share.
Anyhow, uh, you can expect that episode from us pretty soon. Uh, we already had our interview with John Pasquin, and uh, an extra thanks to him. Yes, yes. He's so nice, so generous to take time and talk to us. John Pasquin, who, uh, you know, his stock is rising after just directing the blockbuster first two episodes of Roseanne. Yeah, and he's an EP on that whole show. Uh, he's got a lot of stuff in the, the bank, and who knows, maybe we'll see, you know, that, uh, that reboot. Not even a reboot. I guess you... Continuation, yeah, the, it's, the finalization it's, of Last Man Standing. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, it would be a reboot if they're doing it to home improvement, but it does sound like you know if they already have the sets built and the cast is still of age for their uh, Last Man Standing thing. Like, why not just finish that off? Because I want home improvement. <laughs> you know what? As does uh, everybody else uh, on our our Twitter feed and our Insta- uh, Facebook page. Uh, we have run a poll for that, which we will also cover uh, the results of that on our uh, end of the season spectacular. That's another episode that you have to, uh, forward to look forward to. Forward to look forward to. For, look, looking forward <laughs> to the future, you can look forward to this. Um, that will be coming up in a few weeks, our our big end of the season spectacular. That's our, like, two and a half, three hour episode. Uh, a, a, re- a veritable Paul Thomas Anderson <laughs> movie of an episode. <laughs> We've got some surprises, some uh, special guests uh, on that episode. We've got some spills, some chills, some thrills, <laughs> some dill, which is a terrible seasoning that is really, you should use in very small quantities. <laughs> Uh, so look forward to that, and we'll be covering a lot of stuff. Uh, last year we did our our personal favorite episodes. Uh, we debated about the MVP, which I'm excited to do because yes. I've already got my pick this year. Ooh, la di da! Uh, and uh, all kinds of little shenanigans, and then we'll be probably taking a week off before going into season three. Yeah, you know, because all this grunt work, y- you need some grunt breaks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you, you people listening to it, you probably want a grunt break, too. And we promise not to transition you into the void uh, at the end of the season. Nah, yeah, no. We'll just do a simple uh, cut to black. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that's what you have to look forward to. Let's go into our, our typical rambly outro here. Okay. Which is, you can find all sorts of information on this episode uh, and more on our website, which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com. There you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter, which is the best way to be notified of new episodes get the show notes uh find uh what other uh guest appearances we've been doing on other podcasts uh general trivia pam's corners well i guess uh well other corners in the future Who yeah knows? again it's a very pointy podcast there's corners <laughs> everywhere um we've also uh added a merchandise page filled to the brim with curated home improvement items on our website uh so if you're looking to get uh pamela anderson's books uh star and, and starstruck yes you can uh now get those there uh not only help fill out your home improvement collection but it'll also help support our show here yeah which is important it, it it like landon said it is filled to the brim so we actually need to get some of the items out of there lest they spill over the side like an overfilled cup of coffee yeah it's just like you've got that fulcrum right now yeah where it's just like it's service it tension is, it's overfilled but it's not quite spilling yet so yeah yeah through the miracle of science it's it's not <laughs> spilling but we need your help uh and if you enjoy our show please share it wherever you can and consider leaving us uh an itunes review these are the things that Really help other people uh, find us in this uh, this quest for attention that is 
the internet. <laughs> Plus, remember every time that you uh, spread the word about us. We'll only make you hold the tadpole in your mouth for one second. Only one second. And we won't pat you on the back before you spit it out. Pat you on the head after you spit it out. Yes, because that's what you want. That's not condescending. Good job. Good. Way, way to go, little brother. Way to go, sport. Uh, you can also follow us on all the various social media places, which is at GruntWorkPod. And with that... I mean, well, I've been Truman Caps. And for the last time in Season 2, I've been Landon Solano. And for the last time in Season 2, this has been... Home Improvement. Oh, no! Oh, Grunt Work. How did we fuck it up again? <laughs> <laughs> uh.